It's good to see you at church. My name is John, if we've not met, and welcome. Today's passage is, can be difficult. So let's pray for God's help. We all need God's help. Let's pray. Our God and Father in heaven, without you and without the Lord Jesus Christ, we, your people, can do nothing. We thank you that you've brought us here today, that we've heard your word read, and by your Holy Spirit, give us understanding and help us to obey and believe what it says and to live with Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you heard the story of a long-term prisoner who, once released from prison, cannot live in freedom? A prisoner who cannot live in freedom. This picture is from one of the greatest movies ever made, says the internet. The Shawshank Redemption. And it is a great film. The prison is called Shawshank Penitentiary Prison. And we follow a man declared guilty of murdering his wife and he is put in this prison. That's him, the white man. And in prison he meets this black man, Red is his name, played by Morgan Freeman. Red is like a gentleman in the prison. He's been there a long time. He's like a boss man amongst prisoners. I don't want to spoil if you've not seen it, but one day Red is released from prison. He's free, a free man, and he hates it. He doesn't know how to live, how to find a job, how to make new friends. All his friends are in prison. His life was there. Inside prison, he was somebody. Outside prison, he's nobody. He's released but powerless in himself. Friends, if you're Christian, we hear in Romans 7 today that you are like red. In this letter, the Apostle Paul tells the Christians in Rome in chapter 7, verse 6, it was not read to us today, but chapter 7, verse 6, last week. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. Christians have been released from the law. We've died to the law, to belong to the Lord Jesus. But like Red, if you just go back again, Jim, like red, it's hard because we are so used to our prison life. The law and sin and the flesh of this body. Today we're going to see a reality for the Christian life and it's far from perfect. I hope that you see this reality but that you also know the one to whom you belong, if you're Christian, the Lord Jesus. 
Point number one, we disapprove of what we do, but God's law is not to blame. Paul's main subject is God's law. He's written a lot about God's law. If you are a Bible nerd, here's something you can do. Go through Romans and look at the study, look at the word of God's law or the law. That's something you can do in your spare time. But recently, Paul argues like this in chapter 7 on the screen. God's good law is not sin, verse 7. No way, Jose. But God's law brings sin to life and I died, says Paul, verse 9. So sin uses the law and killed me. Did God's good law kill me? Verse 13, no way. Sin used God's commandment to bring death. Okay, now we're in verse 14 that we heard today. Look with me at number 14. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Hold on, you say, hold on. Oh, there we go, hold on. Haven't I been set free from sin? Chapter 6, verse 18. Yes, says God. (laughs) That's your identity in Christ. So, how am I a slave to sin? Chapter 7, verse 14, that we just saw. Remember, Paul's main topic is God's law. And it's against God's law that he sees himself. The law is spiritual. It's from God, the Holy Spirit. But I am unspiritual, or better, is I am fleshly, of the flesh. I am a fallen human being by my nature. Being of the flesh, in verse 14, is different from verse 5. Go back to number 5, being in the flesh, which is under its rule or its realm. Verse 5 describes the life before becoming Christian. Verse 14 describes the life after becoming Christian. And it's still fallen, fleshly. Which means, 14 again, we are sold as a slave to sin. Under sin's control, but sin is not our master. It doesn't mean Paul never does right, but by his own nature, he cannot do what he wants. On the screen, John Calvin says, we are so addicted to sin that we can do nothing of our own accord or by ourselves but sin. Wow. Even as we belong to the Lord Jesus as Christians, in the flesh, by ourselves, we can only sin. Keep going. Number 15. Look at number 15 with me. Let's all look at verse 15. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. It's a slavery 
He hates what he does. Do you know this experience if you're Christian? I should not have done that. Why did I do that? If we shout in anger to the people closest to us or we hurt people both close and far from us by looking at images of naked people or we hate our neighbour as we heard in Proverbs 14 is sin. Even people who do not believe there is a God, even they know this if they are, some of them are honest. Atheists. Atheist philosophers admit we do bad things and we don't know why. John Gray from England says we have a human tendency to hatred and destruction which flows from inside our human flaws, the inherent, what's inside, a part of us. Sam Harris is like a a brain expert. He also doesn't believe in God, but he says we just need to do more research in the lab at the university to make more data, to make good choices. But then he admits people still make irrational, immoral or bad choices against God and against other people. We make bad choices. He can't explain our bad human choices. But Paul doesn't just look at humans, he looks at God's law, remember? Look at verse 16. Middle of 16, I agree that the law is good. And 17, as it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but sin living in me. It's a bit like bad Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3. Hands up if you know Spider-Man. Excellent. I saw um, a little boy had the T-shirt of Spider-Man. That's excellent. This helps us. Even if you don't know Spider-Man, I have some numbers to help you. Peter Parker is Spider-Man and Peter Parker is a good guy. So with his special Spidey powers, Spider-Man is a good guy. Yay! But in number one, an alien symbiote, this black living thing, joins to his suit as he's sleeping in his Spider-Man suit. And it It becomes a part of not just his suit, it becomes a part of him. Number two, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, wakes up with more powers. And he likes it. But it also brings out his darkness, a bad side. He hurts his girlfriend and does other bad things. Bad Peter Parker, number three, sort of looking emo, Bad Peter Parker does the things he doesn't want to do. He does what he hates. So it's no longer him who does it, but that black thing living in him, it brings out his darkness. He is still responsible for what he does, but it's not what he wants. And number four, if you know the movie, it's impossible to defeat it by himself. He actually can't do it. He doesn't do it. That's like Paul. Christian brothers and sisters, that's like you 
and me. Sin is living in us, an unwelcome guest, as Leon Morris, a scholar, says, a squatter, like living against the law in a house, not his. And it's hard to remove. And point number two today does not get any better. We desire good, but are permanently disabled in our flesh. Look at number 18. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, live in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Okay, this section is similar to 14 to 17 that we just saw. It starts off with something we know or Paul knows. It's something in 14, of the flesh. In 18, the sinful nature or the flesh. He doesn't do what he wants. He doesn't do good in 19. He does what he hates in 15. He, doesn't, he does the evil he doesn't want in 19. 17 and 20 are exactly the same conclusion, exactly the same words. It's not himself, but sin living in him. So what's the difference in these sections? 14, 17, 18, 20. Verse 18. In the middle, number 18. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Paul is disabled, permanently disabled from doing good in his flesh as a fallen human being. And that disability to do what he wants proves that good is not in him. I want to do it, but I can't because there's no good in me. Some of you know I was once an accountant as an 18-year-old trainee accountant. I had to do lots of filing. Who knows what filing is? Putting files in places. That was my life a little bit. That's not actually me, though. Just, that's not really, that's not me. But my boss would say, find this file. I need it yesterday. What? I need it really now. Oh no, so much pressure. I hope the file is there. I'm looking, looking, oh, looking. And mostly I found the file, but sometimes I didn't find it. Oh no, it's not there. It's like Paul has a filing cabinet inside him, in his inside. Inside are all the files of who he is by his nature his flesh, and he looks for the goodness file. I desire it. Looking, 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 looking. It's not there. What files are inside him? Again and again and again in verse 19, evil. Look at 19 with me. Every, let's look at 19. 
For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. I don't want to do it, but I keep doing it. Do you find this? Do you keep looking in a sexual way to other people? Looking, looking. Do you keep coveting? Do you want what others have, like the new device or smartwatch? I almost bought a smartwatch. Or other nice things. Do you keep drinking with, uh, by yourself or with others to get drunk? I don't want to, but I do it. Or are you jealous of others and ang- angry towards them? I keep doing the evil I do not want, says Paul. And then in 20, in 20, now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Paul doesn't go, "Ah, ah, oh well, it's sin in me again. He cares about it. He's not happy with the sin in him. Remember, next slide, he's not happy with the thing, the sin in him. Is it hopeless if he cannot change because there's no goodness in himself? Point number three, we see it's a war with sin. Look with me at number 21. Number 21. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. Verse 22, Paul returns to his main topic of God's law. He delights in it with great happiness. And it's a stronger word than in verse 16 where he says, I agree the law is good. Now it's great happiness from his true self, inner being. But there's another law waging war against the law of his mind that is God's law and his delight. This other law, Paul says, is making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. There's a war. There's a war within. Even us, brothers and sisters, as Christians, war within is reality of the Christian life still in flesh. Are you at war? Or are you living like there is no war? Sin doesn't matter. A lecturer at the Bible college I studied at, Will Timmons, writes this on the screen as he refers to an English man, a theologian, John Owen. He says, To be in a war is a challenging and dangerous thing. And some of you know this personally. But to be in a war and live as if you are not is a very foolish thing. What help is there? 
and it's not from inside ourselves because there's no goodness in there. Verse 24, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? It's not hopeless, but it's very frustrated. Come on, who, who will rescue me? A wretch like me. And verse 25, number 25, is a louder cry. The loudest in this passage. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. God will deliver. Can you hear? God will deliver his people. He has delivered you and he will deliver you in the Lord Jesus. The risen Lord Jesus who will return to deliver us in chapter 8 verse 23 which we might see next week and the redemption of our bodies. Without the Lord Jesus, you can do nothing. So stick with him as your Lord. Keep at war by living with Jesus as your Lord. Last Tuesday night, my wife and I watched TV. We watched this program where the audience has a discussion about a topic. It's called Insight. And the topic was pushing the limits. Why do people push their physical limits? One man did running for 18 hours a day. <laughs> for 50 days. Get that? 18 hours a day for 50 days in New York City around one block. <laughs> 5,000 kilometres in 50 days. Crazy. Another man in the middle, he dives into water very, very far without any extra oxygen. 100 metres free diving just with what's in his lungs. Another man who is not a good sportsman not a natural sportsman, he travels around the world competing in ultra-long marathons and swim and bike. And he always finishes in hospital. <laughs> That's what he says. Why do they do it? That's a question. That's a good question. Part of it is their identity. And some of it is their worries. But they are very strong and they said they have to be strong in their mind to help push through their body. Yeah? When your body says stop, your mind says go. To push the limits. Friends, this is not the Christian life. Now, I know that there is running in the Bible. I love running. <laughs> we must finish the race until we die or Jesus returns. Keep going. Keep trusting Jesus every day. Keep going. That's in the Bible. But pushing the limits is different from what we hear today. Maybe sport is not your thing. 
but many of you are very smart. You're good with study. You're good at work. The best. You're good with people. Or you're good with serving and ministry. But sin makes us all level. And today we hear Paul say, our war with sin is something we ourselves cannot win. Christians cannot push the limits of being in this flesh. We can't. Who will rescue us? Verse 25. Thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He has rescued us and he will rescue us when he returns. So keep at war by living with him as Lord. I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray this prayer for us all on the screen. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, like Paul, we know nothing good lives in us. For even as Christians, we remain in the flesh. We do what we hate. We cannot do the good we desire. We are at war. Our God and Deliverer, thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ and help us to live with him as Lord until he returns to bring us home to heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.